Hi, and welcome to LISD's Digital Dish. This podcast is hosted by Julia Frazier and Michael Vick, two of LISD's instructional technology facilitators. We will be discussing the latest digital innovations, dilemmas, and solutions for your classroom and more. We love Google, efficiency, and sharing information. Join us as we banter, debate, and discover the technology offerings of LASD and beyond. Hey, everybody. What's up, world? (laughs) Welcome to the The Digital Digital Dish. My name is Julia Frazier. And I am Michael Vick. And we are joining you on a beautiful spring day. Oh, it is beautiful. I think we're going to go outside later, take the kids to the park. Oh, that'll be nice. The weather has been out of this world. I wish it was like like this over spring break. I know. That would have been ideal. Ideal weather for spring break would be beautiful spring weather. But it's been really nice after school to be able to be outside and on the weekends. Even though some people in the Metroplex got some insane hail yesterday it was really out of the blue like at six o'clock i was i'm on a softball team i, I don't know if i wanted to say that on the podcast but I did. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on like the fourth most mediocre softball team in the metroplex <laughs> setting the bar high <laughs> and we were playing it we played at six and then at seven o'clock 7:10 we got home and it was already hailing outside. It was insane. You know, Sean and I both have relatively new cars, so it's always the fight oh. over who gets to sit to park in the garage oh. with the with the car. Oh, I, I think Back in the day when Mary and I moved into a house from an apartment, we that is our that is our thing. We have to have two spots in the garage. Yeah. It's hard to do sometimes. You gotta I get know. you gotta get creative with storage. Well, our problem is our house was built in the seventies, so our garage is not built for an SUV like I oh. currently have. Oh man. Plus our washer dryer hookup is in the garage oh. and it's on the side. It's on the front. So sounds like you're not creative enough. <laughs> it's a little bit of problematic. I think Sean wins the the who gets to park in the garage fight now because does he have a newer car now yeah Yeah, he wins and his car was brand new mine was a year old yeah yeah but our it should just come down to who has a better warranty (laughs) true (laughs) that's what that's what should happen (laughs) well we both have subarus and they both have excellent warranties i have a subaru i know you do subaru family sean's parents both have subarus and so the frasers are only allowed to drive subarus i think of all the car brands subaru is the most fun to say uh, yeah, and it's got beautiful stars on the logo. Yeah, oh, that is pretty. They are pretty. <laughs> That's true. Our finance guy who uh, did our loan when we bought our house on Facebook, he lives in, I don't know where he lives actually, but the hail in his backyard was gigantic yeah. and around his pool looked like it snowed. Those of you who can't see, which is everybody, <laughs> Julia actually showed me. How gigantic <laughs> the hail was. I'd say baseball size. It and wasn't that big where we were, but it was still scary. It looked like it had snowed around his pool. Oh, cool. I know. It was crazy. Anyway, I guess enough of a hail talk. Just a little. <laughs> you didn't know that you were getting into digital learning and hail yeah. with this episode. We we're talking about something, you know, for real today, other than just our lives and, and our cars. T- and how tired we are. <laughs> we are tired. <laughs> this is true. It is a Monday. By the time you guys all listen to this podcast, possibly, I'm assuming it would be tomorrow that this is going to come out. Maybe. Tuesday. Probably, yeah. But by the time you listen to this podcast, you would also have the opportunity to have binge listened to yeah. all five right. 
of Casey Bell's podcast yeah. episode. Shake up learning. Shake, in fact, you should stop listening to us right now and go listen to them right no, now. No, don't do that. And then come back. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Listen to us first and then go listen to Casey Bell. Her Shake Up Learning show comes out on the 26th. Yeah, 26th. Tomorrow, on the 26th, which Tuesday. is tomorrow for us. We're filming this, on, or sorry, recording this on the 25th. But, y'all, it's very exciting. She's going to drop five episodes. We've had the opportunity to already listen to those five episodes. We have. We binge listened them. They're fantastic. They are a great accompaniment to her book. If you've read her book or in the process of reading the book. But even if not... They're just great information. We could talk about the content, but we're going to wait until you guys get a chance to exactly. listen. And then we'll start dissecting kind of, you know, key points and what we thought was good, what was not. Yes, we're planning on doing that possibly for our next episode. I will say it is very interesting listening to her by herself as opposed to co-hosting with Matt Miller. It like is. she does on Google Teacher Tribe. Yeah. I mean, it's not all by herself, but for the parts where it is by herself and she runs it, it's it's very interesting just to see how she lines it up. It's a little bit more. It's, yeah, it's different. And also, it's cool. Uh, you know, the Google Teacher Tribe, it does talk a little bit about the philosophy and the why behind it. Yeah, but it's mostly but it's, Google. But it's mostly, and two, tool focused. Yes. Like, here's what you can do with this tool. Here are some cool things yeah. you can do this with this This is the tool. update on this tool. Yeah. yeah stuff like that. Whereas um, with the Shake Up Learning Show, it's very like the meaning behind why and how to take lessons and adapt them for 21st century learners. The way so. she says she says things, it's like, I, oh yeah, I've been thinking that and I said it in a much more less eloquent way. Right. <laughs> so, so I think what I need to do is just take notes. But you know what? I probably said y'all like she did when I said it too. Probably. She, it's funny because she like um, apologizes for her accent and saying y'all and I'm like – that's completely normal. I would have never noticed something is wrong or exactly. something's different. That you had an accent. <laughs> I when I has all my family's from New Jersey, so when I would go up to New Jersey and visit my um, cousins' friends, cousins' it, friends, cousins, yeah, 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 my cousins, and we'd hang out with their friends. They'd be like, "You're from Texas. Do you ride a horse to school? Where's your accent?" I said. I live in this big city. I say y'all. <laughs> That's about I've, as I've far as you're going to get. <laughs> I've got a really funny story. I'm going to say, even though we have no time to do this. My uh, w When I got married in Grapevine, my uncle, he had been living in the Philippines for a while, like 10, 15 years. He's really oh, wow. He's, he passed away a couple years ago. But he, um, to my wedding 10 years ago, he wore a, te he rented a Texas tux <laughs> and a cowboy hat. <laughs> what is the Texas tux entail? It, it's just... Okay, now it's it's got you know the string tie. Oh, thing. a bolo tie. That's yeah. called a bolo tie. Yeah, the string tie thing. <laughs> the bolo tie. Bolo tie. Yeah, and, and you know just blue and the cowboy boots. I mean, he just looked. He looked the most Texan, but he was the least Texan because he thought that was what you do. When what you wear to a formal <laughs> event in Texas. My goodness, I don't know that I've ever seen my husband. In a cowboy hat in his life. And if he wore one, I'd probably laugh. So. I have a big red cowboy hat. Does that count? Yeah. Well, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wore it to my house one time and then left it there. And then my cats took a nap on it. Good for them. Glad they got them. some use out of it. Because that's the most happened with it. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're going to let you guys dive into Casey Bell. It is quite fantastic, her Shake Up Learning show. And then we'll do like a... Follow up to your binge listen in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it'll be cool. That's that's on the agenda. Okay, but, so what we're going to talk about is 
Apple Teacher. Yeah. So you you may have heard this. You may have checked it out. I mean, it's basically kind of a training program, information location where you can go find out a lot about um, stuff specific to Apple, like like the stuff that's on an iPad that's native to the iPad or on your Mac that's native to your Mac. Yeah, those Apple products. What you know, we most of us, hopefully, who are listening that are part of Louisville have been to the Apple website before, but you can go specifically to appleteacher.apple.com to log into the Apple Teacher Center and actually it'll take your Apple ID and your Apple username and create an Apple Teacher profile for you. Um, And within that profile, you have access to a a bunch of different um, training materials. And it's not all tool specific too. There's creativity for the iPad and um, you know a couple more things that aren't productivity on the iPad, productivity on the Mac, creativity that really help to kind of let you see what's on your computer because a lot of times it's overwhelming. Yeah, and when you first you first get into it, it could be where do I start, right? So our iPads and Macs are they come to us with already some of the most powerful tools in the game, yes. I think, yes. are natively on our devices. So utilizing those um, and the Apple Teacher website is a great place to start. They, you have access to the Everyone Can Create ebook um, as well as other learning resources. But then you can actually become an official Apple Teacher by taking their um, certification tests, I guess, and you earn training badges. They're just basically, it's not really a certification. Proficiency. It's proficiency. Yeah, it's just yeah. basically, yeah, I get it. I kind of get that. I understand. So this is something that I did two or three years ago. I got my proficiency tests and I have my proficiency badge that, you know, you can put places. Right. And um, I did mine a long time ago, too. Yeah, he did his last approximately week. last week. <laughs> After <laughs> I shamed him into she did. it. <laughs> we were texting, and she's like, how about we do a podcast on Apple Teacher? And I'm like, you know, I've always meant to go and check that out and, you know, become an Apple Teacher. And I finally did. And it was not hard at all. I mean, I'm around these products all day, every day, so yeah. it was easy for me. It might not be as easy for everybody, but it's just, I mean, it's really easy. On all the categories, there's like eight or nine categories for each. There's a five-question test, and you have to get four out of five, and you can retest as many times as you want. And, you know, I learned a lot. Like, I learned also that I knew more than I thought. Right. Because some of those apps, like numbers, I usually do my stuff in Google Sheets. Yeah. But you can do a lot of cool stuff in numbers that's a little more aesthetically pleasing numbers it's it's more on the graphic side versus sheets is more on the like data, data mathematical side. side and i'm a data person i used to be a math teacher and so see i'm a make things pretty person so yeah. i like numbers right. yeah. <laughs> well i mean I, you did you learn how to computer like <laughs> using, <laughs> did you learn from microsoft word and excel and stuff uh-huh. yeah. and so i yeah. mean i did too and i i learned it really well then did you learn how to computer from microsoft <laughs> Yes, when I first learned to computer, it was from Microsoft. Yes, so, this podcast is professional. <laughs> so we are we are up to date on all the latest terminology, guys. Yeah. Turning nouns into verbs. That's <laughs> so, what we do around here. Um, and make words up. Um, so 
you know, after I shamed Michael into taking these uh, proficiency tests, he went ahead and did it. There's two main ones. There's the badges for iPad and then the badges for Mac. The badges for iPad, it's eight badges, one on just iPad basics, one on creativity, productivity tools with the iPad, creativity with the iPad. And then it breaks out into a couple of the tools. So Pages, Keynote, Numbers, iMovie, and GarageBand. And so when I first did the iPad one, like Michael said, we're around these tools all the time. I was like, hey, I'm just going to give this a go. Um, a lot kind of, of a, them... There's kind of a language, you know, when yeah. it refers to things. It's, you know, if you're around computers, or if you if you use a lot of digital tools in general, you're going to get the language. Yes. And, and it's yeah. going to help you pass the test, but, it's, and, but also learn how this tool is related to something else you possibly use. Right. And so I just dove in and I was like, I bet most of these I could, I, I went through the training modules, I think on one of them a little bit. And I was like, Ooh, I know all of this. So then I just went straight to the proficiency. So if you're using the iPad all the time, you may be ready to just take it right away. I did have a little of a hiccup with GarageBand. I did have to study a little bit for that one because GarageBand's not one that I really use. Yeah, see, that was the one. That was one that I, I you knew really well. I use GarageBand all the time. Yeah, Michael's the king of making yeah. making music on GarageBand. Well, you know, I learned how to use GarageBand just for this podcast. You did I making did. our do do you know, yeah do do do, do yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but also I'm a musician, and so some of the the words in there because of my musician, my musical background, I was able to get to some do of those. It. Meanwhile, I went to go work with a music teacher the other day, and walked into her class and was showing them how to download an app, and then I turned to her and the kids and said, "Now this is as far as I can get you because I don't know how to music, so <laughs> you're gonna have to." We should have a changing nouns to verb count two. Yeah, exactly. We're at two. We're, we have a record already. Yeah. So yeah, but I found that you know just because the iPad is the tool that we use in the district, I think that that would be something really easy to accomplish. What about the Mac side, Michael? What was on the yeah. Mac well, side? Well, let me say one more thing about the iPad. Yeah. I mean, our students have iPads. You know, you right. have a Mac, and you probably use a Mac more than you do an iPad. It's a little bit more powerful tool. You know, in general, it's used to what we're what we're used to. Um, but kids have iPads, and I and I noticed that. There is the small differences or become big differences when your kid doesn't know how to do something or when your students don't know how to do something and you want to help them or you want to guide them to the correct answer. Right. Then it's it's important to just have a, a certain level of proficiency. You bring up a really good point because a lot of the times I'll, I'll go into a classroom and it will be, of course, when I model with the kids, I'm always modeling off of my iPad, but there might be a kid or two that's on a, a campus MacBook or whatever. Yeah. Um, just for numbers reason and it's it becomes a ooh, this is how you do it on the Mac but how do you do it on the iPad or vice versa right even though all the the major components are the same like all the big pieces as far as the programs go are the same on an iPad and a Mac where they're located and how they're laid out are a little bit different so it is really important to have a, a working knowledge of both those tools right. Right. Yeah. So on a Mac, it's the same. It's the same things. Basic creativity on a Mac, basics for Mac, productivity on a Mac, and then your your actual programs: iMovie, Numbers, Pages, Keynote. You know, Pages and Keynote are a lot alike. So once you have one, you're you're pretty good on the other. GarageBand is really like none of the others. 
Yeah. And an iMovie, I don't know if you've ever dabbled in iMovie. To me, the iMovie one was a piece of cake. Like, yeah. you've you got to know the lingo, you know, cut, trim, what the volume modifications. You got just, right. the, just the lingo helps you with that. And the words help. You know, I would say that the biggest difference between the iPad and the Mac one are when it comes to iMovie for Mac and GarageBand for Mac. Because yes. Unlike Numbers, Pages, and Keynote, where they're basically the same, iMovie and GarageBand are really different yeah. on the computer than they are on the iPad. That's true. You're right. You're right. GarageBand especially yeah. is majorly different. Yeah. So GarageBand on a on a on an iPad, I think, is more geared towards plugging in and recording with instruments, whereas on a Mac, the Mac is the instrument. The instrument. I mean, you can you can do everything on either one, really. But mm -hmm. as far as plugging in, I think I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. So Michael and I both got certified in both iPad and Mac. You can have the opportunity of just uh, getting your badge for one or the other. Seriously, it took me two and a half hours total. Yeah. Total, and you can go in, you can come back later. You know, it doesn't need to be like a sit and get it all in two and a half hours. And that was for both of them. If yeah. you were to suggest to teachers, Michael, which one to start with, which one would you say? Well, I started on Mac because I use my Mac more. And it was the first one I clicked on. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know. As far as like student impact, I think probably the iPad. Yeah, I would say to start with the iPad as well. That one might be the one that takes you the longest if you're not using the iPad. But right. then you'll get to Mac and you'll and you should. You'll get the most bang okay. for your buck. I mean, you'll learn a lot more earlier on. It does. It is helpful if you do have used these tools before as well, obviously. Yeah. Yes. So if you've not used Keynote or Pages or Numbers or iMovie or GarageBand, I, I would say before you even go through it, open it up, take a look around. Try to make something. Yeah, make something. <laughs> check out some of the templates. See if you can add various things go to Go to YouTube, it. watch a video. Yeah. They're great. Like I said, they're great, powerful tools. And becoming familiar with them or more familiar with them is only going to assist your students in using them. Yes. And like Michael said, make the impact larger in the classroom. Right. Now, there's also an aspect to these that you can get badges for, and that is the badges for Swift Playground. And Swift Playground is a coding tool, a coding app. And I'm going to be real honest, I haven't dug into those just because we haven't been using Swift Playground really in the classroom a lot. So I... I I've kind of slacked him on my digging into the Swift Playground. I haven't either. Maybe we should do it together. Go yeah. Some time. Maybe we should shame ourselves into doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Michael can shame me. I'll shame him. It'll be a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's something that I should get my head around coding. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before. I've never had to code. I'm not, I was in a computer science major. I didn't take a computer science class at all. Right. And, you know, I, but... I get asked a lot of questions, and it'll probably be doing me some good. Yeah, whereas, um, yeah, I do a lot of coding with kids, so I wonder how much of it is the same to what I've been doing. So that that might be a follow up after we've looked at the Swift Playground. But yeah, head on over to AppleTeacher.Apple.com. Currently up, they have um, some new skills for the iPad. Every time you put out an iOS update, you get some new skills in there. Swift Playground, the badges for iPad and Mac, 
Um, they talk about everyone can code and clips and the classroom app and Apple teachers in action. So there's a lot of great information there. Becoming an Apple teacher is not the same thing as becoming an Apple distinguished educator. An Apple distinguished educator is someone who has filled out an application and has been accepted to a program and and all that good stuff to become an Apple distinguished educator. I follow several on the, of them on Twitter and they have this special gold Apple Distinguished Educator profile. So don't be confused thinking you're becoming an Apple Distinguished Educator. Yes. Once you become an Apple teacher though, you can apply to become an Apple Distinguished Educator. So that process is a little It's really basic understanding help get you in. In fact, like there was sometimes when I was because you can take both the tests on your computer, even even the iPad tests and the proficiency. You can do all that on your computer. But you can have your iPad up next to you, so you can kind of check some of your answers as you go and work with it. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that based off of the question. And so it really is basic level on all this stuff. It's not hard to get. It's nice to have just to kind of jog your memory. Oh, that's there. You know, already, like I've thought about using some of like the masking capabilities in Keynote, you know, just to kind of help my own creativity on my own projects that I'm doing. Right. Not to mention, it's something that looks real snazzy, like, right, on your website or Mm -hmm. on your email or on your resume. I'm an Apple teacher. People are like, wow. Everyone's heard of Apple. Yeah. You know, so. (laughs) They're going to be like, wow, you're impressive. And you are impressive because you took the time to get a a badge. A badge. And, and to get to this point in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that you say that we're rambling right now, Michael. I don't know. No. But we could close it up. I think yeah. we could. <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. So please contact um, one of us or your ITF or somebody from Apple <laughs> if you need any help becoming an Apple teacher. <laughs> yeah. uh, go to the Apple store and say, Listen, I would like to become an Apple according teacher. According to the dig dish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. We are at the Digdish dish and hashtag. Did you say that just so you could correct me when I said dig dish? <laughs> you totally did. No, I didn't. I had already thought I needed to correct But it, it was a subtle correction. The dig dish. <laughs> hashtag LISD digital dish. You can follow me on Twitter at J Solnick Fraser, J S O L N E K F R A Z I E R. Or you can follow me at at ITF Vic, V I C K. Anyway, we hope that you have a wonderful day. Spend some time outside doing mm-hmm. something that you like. Right. And then check out those podcasts from Casey Bell, Shake Up Learning. Absolutely. The Shake Up Learning Show. And we will catch you on the flip side. Later. Bye. Bye.